Oh, I, oh, I start. It's up to you. Do you want to start? I'll start. I'll start. Welcome to One More Thing with Jay and Robert. I'm Jay. And I'm Robert. One More Thing is a podcast that examines and celebrates pop culture through an LGBTQ plus lens. Hello. Hello. Welcome, everybody, to the grand finale of season five of One More Thing. Yeah. Wow. Can you believe it? No, I feel like this season has been like a like a labor of love for like a hundred years. And yeah. We've literally been working on this season for two years. I guess like what better way to wrap up season five than to kind of bookend the way that we started the season which is very reminiscent of one last thing kind of yeah in a sense throwing it back to seasons two through four (laughs) with kind of a recap of some things that are happening in lgbtq plus entertainment yeah robert has made a list and i don't know anything that's on the list So we're going to find out live what Robert thinks are the most important news stories of the day. (laughs) Okay, that's a lot of pressure. (laughs) Let's get started with something that's happening this week that this episode is being released. My Policeman is coming out on Amazon Prime and both Jay and I saw it. (laughs) Yes. And I I think that we can spend a few minutes just kind of giving our light review of this movie. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to say about it, honestly. If you haven't seen it, we're probably going to say spoilers. If you have seen it, you probably, I don't know. I don't know anything, but I think the listeners might be surprised to hear that I really liked it. I was actually kind of prepared for you to be like, I liked it when I left, but uh, over time, I've kind of not liked it. So I'm surprised too. No, I, I mean... To be completely honest, I haven't thought about it at all since I left that theater. Yeah. Like we we parted ways and it left my brain. <laughs> I like literally, I really enjoyed the experience of watching it, thinking about it. Now I enjoyed it, but there has not been a moment in the last week where I've been like, oh, my policeman. Like, I just, I haven't thought about it. You know what? I can agree, but I think where I differ is... The sex scenes were so nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. That, not in a creepy way. I've thought about them, but every time I see Harry Styles pop up on my for you page, I'm like, hmm, I've seen you moaning from a guy sucking your dick. <laughs> but I, Jay, had not read the book. No, well, I hadn't read the book, but I had gotten a detailed synopsis of the book from you. Yes, because I hated the book and finished it on like a train ride. And messaged Jay afterwards and was like, I hated that. (laughs) And was like, are you ever going to read it? And you were like, no, probably not. I was like, are you going to see the movie? And you were like, I don't know. And I was like, okay, well, here's what I did not like. (laughs) (laughs) And was like, here, I basically described Patrick, I think is his name. The, the gay guy. I think so. Yeah. I like described his entire plot (laughs) to Jay with like no real details. And you also were like, yeah, that sucks. Yeah, I was. Um, No, I agreed with you that the book didn't sound great. And then we saw the movie and I think the movie really did 
I was going to say it did the book justice, but I don't think that's the right way of saying it. I think it made the book better. <laughs> it improved upon the book. Uh, they, what a like loving relationship they had. And I, I loved being able to see England in that time period in that way. I think it was like a very yeah. pretty movie. And Jay and I both love movies like this if you if you know what if you liked my policeman go ahead and watch 45 years starring charlotte rampling (laughs) i love that movie it's like i would say 45 years is my policeman for straight old people (laughs) (laughs) because you never you never see them when they're younger and there's no queer romance (laughs) but i would put these two movies in a box set (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. That's a that's a really good double feature. I think that the book the the book more or less is chronological. Like, okay, if you've read the book, I know it's not totally chronological, but like it's more or less more chronological than the movie was. And there are definitely things about the book that I miss, but I think that it did a really great job, and I thought everybody gave a wonderful performance, especially our BFF Emma Corrin. We love Emma Corrin. Because that character in in the book is atrocious. She is the villain. And my biggest problem with the book is that they try to like, uh, what's the word where they like make the villain a hero in the end? Oh, like humanize her? Yeah, they're kind of like, oh, you see, like, uh, she matters too. But the way that they frame everything, she really doesn't. And I think they did a good job of kind of explaining that better in the movie. But going from book to movie, there is one thing that I pointed out to Jay about one of the twists in the movie that was, I don't, I don't understand necessarily. And it's the, again, spoilers in the movie, My Policeman, she's a teacher, which adjusted like the book, and one of her like teacher friends more or less comes out to her as a lesbian. <laughs> yeah, and that was my favorite part of the movie. Every like I I have seen, I would say thousands of movies with Jay <laughs> and have definitely been in theaters before where nobody is reacting in the theater except for Jay. <laughs> Yeah, But this one felt special because everybody else was reacting to Harry Styles stuff. And then the moment that (laughs) happened, no one else in the theater cared. (laughs) There was silence and I was like. (gasps) (laughs) It was as if you went from not interested to interested. (laughs) That's honestly kind of true. Because I was a little bit like, I don't really care about the teacher plot line. And then she said that and I was like, wait a second, I do care about the teacher plot line. And I would love to see more of her. And something I think that they did well that was like thoughtful is it didn't feel like I am a lesbian and I'm here to make you gay too. Like she's just like, oh yeah, I have a girlfriend and like you shouldn't think like that. Like you're a bigot yeah. and you should do better. <laughs> um, like it didn't feel predatory. Yeah. Whereas in the book, Emma Corrin's character kind of gets mad at Tom for having his own thing and living his own life. So she becomes like an activist in this like all women's activism group. And there's this, a a butch woman in the, in the group who she kind of befriends and 
the more or less this the exact same scene happens but it is in it's like in the middle of a political <laughs> like oh like a protest uh, yeah and it's with somebody who's butch and after the movie i texted jane was like you know it's weird that they made that they changed this character i think they just like took out her whole activism side plot entirely and they were like well all she has left is a job <laughs> Um, but still correct me if I'm wrong but the character in the movie is definitely more femme presenting yeah more along the lines of Emma non-binary actor yeah um which I thought was a wonderful twist in the context of the movie (laughs) yeah who does the same thing but it, it it definitely stuck out to me and a few of my other friends who also read the book that that was like a weird shift and then your quote response was of course that's the thing they changed yeah it's I agree with my past self of course that's the thing they changed I will say that there's like another layer of the movie that has been I don't necessarily want to have a conversation about it because I think that I am not the person to have this conversation but it is kind of weird to like I feel like the movie could have been done and the book could have been done with him having any other profession other than a policeman. Yeah. It was something that I noticed in the book and again in the movie, a little more so in the book because I I don't think I told you this, but there's a sex scene that they have in the book that is very juicy that's in one of the like police booths. Oh. Which I didn't know was like a thing. I don't, uh, if you're in London listening to this, are those still around? <laughs> is that a, <laughs> is that a thing? Where right it looks in. like a, yeah. It looks like a telephone booth where police just like hang out until they're needed, I guess. And they like fuck in there. Oh, can we say fuck? Yeah, we can say fuck. Yeah, we've been doing this for five years. We can say fuck. And I, I have not seen any criticism about the book or the movie about that, but like just something to note <laughs> out of five stars. What would you give my policeman? Four. That's higher than I was expecting you to say. Did you think I was going to say three? Yeah. I thought about three, but then I decided four. I would say four as well. It's like not, in, I, but I, I think that's also because I so deeply relate to the Patrick character <laughs> and I want his apartment. Oh, yeah, me too. As soon as they walked in and there was like that green velvet couch, I was like, yeah. This is what I want. (laughs) I just want to look like him. He was amazing. And you can attest to this. I was like really upset reading the book after the scene where Patrick gets like beaten in the, in the jail. And I feel like in the movie, they definitely didn't change it at all, but they did it in a way that didn't feel like trauma to the reader if that make or to the to like the viewer like you see him like in bed and then you see him get taken out of bed and you like know what happens and i think there's like a shot or two of him being beaten up but in the yeah book, they're definitely he does get beaten up on camera in the book it's like his like like it goes into like what is happening to him and i read it and was like this is not for me like this is not for queer readers in the way that our book club book <laughs> this season <laughs> was like actively meant for that audience do you know any lgbt people who have seen my policeman no i don't know anyone who's seen my policeman the only people that i know that have seen it are harry styles fans. 
I'm going to use this as a transition to talk about another movie that has come out that I have not seen, but I think is big enough right now and will be in the coming months as well that we would be remiss not to talk about it in some sense. Um, I want to hear your thoughts and opinions on, correct, correct me if I'm saying this wrong, Tar? Oh, God. Yeah, Tar. <laughs> because that's about, Kate Blanchett is um, a lesbian conductor? Yeah. That's it. That's all I know. <laughs> I just, I just didn't like it. Ooh, is that a common opinion or is that, or are you living on the edge? I'm extremely living on the edge. Oh, okay. Okay. Walk me through it. So the spoilers, the plot of Tar is that Kate Blanchett is a conductor with a wife and a child. They live in Germany. They live in Modern Berlin. Day? Yeah. Oh, okay. They like reference COVID in it. Uh, <laughs> okay. And she's like extremely famous and successful, which right out the gate, I thought was like, really, does anyone, are there really any conductors of classical music who are as famous as Lydia Tarr is supposed to be? Like in the classical music community, sure. But she like gets a like pro, uh, like interview with the New York Times. There Or not the New York Times. It's like some... I think maybe New York Magazine does like a an interview with her at the beginning. And there are like thousands of people in the audience. Oh. And I was like, really? But okay, like, sure. I'll suspend my disbelief. Fine. She's very famous. And she has this assistant played by Noemi Merlant, who is in Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Who was she? The one who wasn't Adele. Oh, okay. The br- the brunette. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I love Fortune of a Lady <laughs> on Fire. <laughs> what a good movie. Um, uh, what was I saying? Oh, Tar. Um, <laughs> so she has this assistant who like does. It's it's like a Devil Wears Prada situation. Like she does everything for her, but Lydia is like nice to her. And they find out that one of her former like protégés has trigger warning committed suicide. Um, And it sort of like turns into, it is revealed that like, basically she gets me too'd. Lydia or the- um, Lydia, Kate Blanchett. By? By like the former assistant- who kills herself. Oh, because of Lydia. She kills herself because of Lydia. Got it, got it, got it, got it. And then, like, her assistant quits and is basically like, you did the same thing to me. And her, she she's, like, having a new protege who, like, she goes to these, like, crazy lengths to, like, prove her love to. And the protege is like, leave me alone. And she, like, has this huge downfall and has to, like, move back in with her parents in New York. Or with her brother, not her parents. And then at the end, the, like, last moment of the movie is she goes and she's, like, she goes, I believe, to the Philippines. And she's, like, conducting 
again with an orchestra for the first time and you're like oh yay and then it pans out and she's conducting for like a furry convention what yeah (laughs) she wait so she's conducting classical music for a furry convention yes is that because it's supposed to be like she was so canceled that like this is what she's doing yeah Got it. Okay. Oh, she also, she gets canceled because not only because of the woman who kills herself, but also I completely forgot about this early in the movie. She teaches a class at Juilliard where she like goes off on a student for being too woke. And then the student like posts a video of it and everyone like cancels her for that. And the whole time I was like, she is a conductor of classical music. How do this many people care? Yeah, sure. Sure. Maybe she's the most famous conductor in the world, but I dare you right now to name a conductor. Yeah, I... (laughs) Yeah. So, like, how is she that high profile that she has this extreme a fall? I guess you could argue that, like, if somebody was Me too that everybody would learn about them, but not to a point where you would care that much. Right. Hmm. So what was the, is the point of the movie like poor Lydia or is the point of the movie like where here's what happens when celebrities get canceled? Both. It's like poor Lydia. And it's also like kids are too woke today. Oh, oh, that's not what I would have expected. At least that's how I read it. Like listeners, if I'm wrong, write in, but I'm not wrong. Hmm. Did you think that her performance was supposed to be like vulnerable or is it more like whiplash where you're like, that guy sucks? No, her, well, her performance is amazing. Like she's really, 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 really good in it. Hmm. Um, Like I would be fine if she won an Oscar for it. I just didn't like the movie. Oh, Interesting. I wouldn't have expected you to say that. Interesting. Why do you think it's getting so much acclaim just because of her performance in it? I think so. Hmm. Does she have a German accent? No, she she's from America. Oh, oh, okay. Her wife has a German accent. Who plays her wife? Some lady. <laughs> so I can assume that they're not hot. <laughs> They're like a hot couple, but they're not like my, they're a little bit older than my type. Mm. Does the, um, does the wife, is there ever like a scene with the wife talking about the whole situation? Oh, the wife leaves her and like takes the child. Gotcha. And I, sorry, I'm still really stuck on this furry convention. (laughs) Are you supposed to feel bad for her that she's doing that? Or are you supposed to feel embarrassed? I think you're supposed to feel bad for her. Mm-mm. Interesting. Interesting. I wonder, is it based off of anything? Is Lydia a real person? <laughs> no. Oh, for some reason I had it in my mind that that, w- that she was because, real. Yeah, because Vulture wrote an article pretending she was real. And now Wait. people <laughs> think she is real. Wait, what? Vulture wrote a like 50 facts about Lydia Tarr. I saw that. Yeah. And like jokingly, and now people think she's real. 
Okay, wow. You heard it here first, everyone, I guess. <laughs> Lydia Tarr is not real. Um, do you think that this movie need like do you think that she needed to be a lesbian? Yes. How so? Just because it would be a very different movie if it was her being like predatory towards young men. Oh, yeah. Interesting. How was Portrait of a Lady on Fire Girl? She was really good also. Do you think she could get a supporting? No. Oh. It's not like a big enough part. Hmm. Okay, so out of five stars, how many stars would you give Tar? Two. Wow, my policeman coming out on (laughs) (laughs) top. I gave it a C on my review Twitter. What was your tweet? I'll read it. Please hold as I pull it up. Tar, directed by Todd Field. C. This will potentially be my most controversial review. I'm so sorry, gays, but this was not it for me. Kate was amazing, but I thought the movie itself was not on par with the quality of her performance. I was annoyed basically the whole time. Hmm. Interesting. I feel like you and I have definitely seen movies before where we're like, you have the wrong like I feel well I think we talked about this a lot in our episode about cancel culture which is honestly one of my favorite episodes go back and listen to it if you don't know what I'm talking about but I feel like celebrities in Hollywood do not get to comment on cancel culture agreed yeah (laughs) period (laughs) and I feel like we're also dipping into a period of time where it's now been a few years since cancel culture and like the me too movement and era like really was at its peak um when that was really more or less the only topic of conversation and i think we're getting into a dangerous territory where everybody that was canceled is on the brink of being like uncanceled because it's yeah. been so long and so i hate that i wouldn't have expected kate blanchett to be on that side of the coin yeah, and people are being like, well, that's not what it's actually about. I'm like, it kind of is. Hmm. Interesting. I'm sure people are going to be angry and write in and be like, you didn't get it. And it's like, okay, sorry. Well, if I didn't get it, it should have been clearer. Every season we have to take... <laughs> well, I can't talk now. <laughs> sorry. Every season we like to take a moment to thank all of our Patreons and our Patreon subscribers, especially all of you who have been there since day one, five years ago. (laughs) You really do keep the gears running over here at One More Thing. It's how we're able to bring you all of these great episodes. And if you are listening to this episode and you're like, wow, how could I give them money from my Venmo? You can. No, you can't. Oh. You can't Venmo us. (laughs) You can. PayPal us a one-time donation at the number one more thing podcast at gmail.com on PayPal. You can become a Patreon at the $1 level, which is a bonus episode every month. For $5, you can get a bonus video every month. Not the Leah Michelle video. And we have some surprises since we're in season now where there are going to be some exclusive perks and sneak peeks and... Potentially full, unedited, uncensored episodes. Uncensored. You know, we're, we're, we've thrown some bleeps in there. Yeah, that's true. 
go subscribe. So the next thing comes from a listener request and also something that happened, I think, last week. Daniel Radcliffe and J.K. Rowling. Oh, my God. (laughs) Somebody wrote in and was like, I want to know more about Robert's opinion on Harry Potter. And so I'm going to do that in a statement that came from Daniel Radcliffe last week about J.K. Rowling. Did you see this? I did. He said, the reason I felt very much as though I needed to say something when I did was because particularly when finishing Harry Potter, I've met so many queer and trans kids and young people who had a huge amount of identification with Potter on that. He then went on to say, and so seeing them hurt on that day, I was like, I wanted them to know that not everybody in the franchise franchise felt that way. And that was very important. Uh, He also noted that he's worked with the Trevor Project, and he said, it was really important as I've worked with the Trevor Project for more than 10 years, and so I don't think I would be able to look at myself in the mirror and not have said anything, but it's not mine to guess what's going on in somebody else's head. To that I say, I guess good on him. There's kind of like no weight in it because it's been a hundred years since the last Harry Potter movie came out. So like, like whatever. (laughs) I do applaud him for saying that. I do think to answer the listener's question about where I stand on Harry Potter. And I've, I feel like I've talked about this too many times in the podcast. So I'm going to give you a different answer. I think that the way that I look at Harry Potter is less about the actual content and her and the writing, et cetera, because you and I have spoken multiple times about how she's basically a hack. Every other book or any other thing that she's ever written after Harry Potter, and honestly, some of the Harry Potter books are bad actively. Like she even had a pen name series that <laughs> didn't go well. <laughs> And had her biggest, like the casual vacancy was turned into a mini series that also did poorly. And like everything, like she's never put out anything good since. She just happened to write one book that really took off. (laughs) Um, And so instead, the way that I look back on Harry Potter is more so like the time that I spent as a fan. I feel like specifically Gen Z. I I watched, I hate that I'm going to say this, but I watched a TikTok the other day where a Gen Zer was like, oh, the OG Harry Potter fans. And I was like, oh, I guess that is like a thing that like there are Harry Potter fans that read or were, were introduced to Harry Potter after it was already over as opposed to the fans that were there as it was being released and coming out books and the movies. And so when I look back on it, I'm more like thinking about the friends that I made going to the midnight releases of the books and the movies. Cause those were like full ass events at like borders bookstore RIP and like growing up with the actors and them being like plastered everywhere. And like, it was, I feel like that, that series like transcended children's books. I knew like adults that were reading it. I knew families that would get one copy and then they would like share it as a family. And like, that's what I remember and connect myself with more than like, oh, Hermione helped me do whatever, whatever with my life. And so it's easier for me to separate JK Rowling from everything else. Um, I do want to know, I love 
there's something in the way that Daniel Radcliffe says, like, not everybody in the franchise feels like that. And I'm like, does that mean that there are other people in the franchise? Yeah. Who may agree with her? <laughs> um, name names, Daniel Radcliffe. Come on the podcast, Daniel Radcliffe. I would love for him to come on the podcast. He'd be a great guest. I would love for him to come. Um, but the- <laughs> Uh, but that I feel like that's all I have to say about that. And um, I, I uh, if you if you want to talk more about it, you know, I'm sure I'll be posting a lot when the Harry Potter game comes out <laughs> in January or whatever. The Harry Potter game. Um, uh, yeah, it's the I. Uh, I think we we talked about it. Honestly, I think we talked about it in season four very briefly. It's like an open world game. Oh, God, that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very excited about it. And you can like. More or less like you design your character like entirely. And so you can more or less like create a transgender character or like a non-binary character in the game. And I think that'll be fun. (laughs) I take issue with that. I get how you can create a non-binary character, but how can you create a trans character? Well, that's the, I think it's more, it's not like a select your gender here. It's more like you can create whoever you want. There's no like choose boy or girl. And like, here are the girl hairstyles. And here, like, it's like, you can really customize your experience in the game. Mm -hmm. As opposed to the other Harry Potter games where you have to play as like Harry or yeah. Ron or whatever. Um, I'll talk about Harry Potter anytime anybody wants. <laughs> um, so the next piece of news that I think is interesting is have you, did you see all the stuff about Kit Connor? I did. Oh, what an interesting reaction. <laughs> Sorry, I got an I got a work email. Um, I did. I don't know who he is. I don't know what Heartstopper is. I don't know what the situation is, but it seems bad. Okay. Here's I've been the- told by multiple people that I would love Heartstopper. Okay. I hate Heartstopper. Okay. I'm just gonna come out and say that. And one of my friends loves it. And I have expressed why I hated it. And I don't know if I not even just Bailey. I don't think my friends who love Heartstopper understand why I have only seen the first episode of Heartstopper because I, (laughs) because I refused to watch the rest of it. Maybe at some point I will go back and watch it because I think I maybe would like it, but Heartstopper is a show that takes place in the UK. It's about two gay teenagers, like going to high school together. And it's just them like falling in love. And that's, that's really it. There's no be like to do about it. If there is, I'm sorry, I didn't get that far. Um, one of them is, I is like out and the other character played by Kit Connor is, I guess in the closet, but it's definitely played more as like, I don't think he knew that he was in the closet and then eventually like realizes that. Um, And the reason that I, that I 
I, you know what? I don't think I can say I don't like it. I think I'm going to say the reason I can't watch it is because it's very euphoric. It's like very, um, there's a, there's a cinematic element to watching the show where whenever the two of them look at each other or whenever there's a very cute moment, there are cartoon effects that come in that make it just very sweet and very childlike and very um, heartfelt that made me so devastated and sad because I was like, this was not the experience. It it takes place in like a modern day. And so I was like going to middle school, high school in the early 2000s. Like that is not the experience that I had or that anybody I knew at the time was able to have. And the, at least as far as I know, it's not like a, these characters are riddled with homophobia and like can't hold hands and can't do these things and they're held back or whatever. It's just like they just slowly fall in love as they progress through high school. Um, And I cried during the first episode, not because it was so good, but because I was like, I'm so sad that I didn't have a show like this in, in school that I could watch and that that was not my lived experience and I'm this might sound dramatic but if you've if you've seen Heartstopper you know that it is just like so earnestly sweet and and lovely and that I like I I I just like couldn't I couldn't do it um so that's why (laughs) so then what happened with Kit Connor is I guess the character, so Kit Connor, I don't know their names. So like call Kit, I'm just going to say Kit Connor. And then the main guy of Heartstopper, the main guy of Heartstopper, who, footnote, just got introduced into the Marvel universe. He's going to play Elizabeth Olsen's gay son in it, which we have talked about previously. I guess the main guy, the main actor is out in real life and Kit Connor was very like not really talking about his sexuality at all and people it's not that they were doing the thing where they were like oh he's gay he's not just saying it in the way that like Sean Mendez has had that happen to him but more so of like this series is so explicitly like you should come out and like live your life and like it gets better etc and so to have a straight actor play that character is something that like we we would call out um and so then Kit Connor tweeted and was like congratulations you've made an 18 year old or you forced an 18 year old to come out I'm by and then everybody rushed to his defense with validity in that he shouldn't have been forced to come out and how like social media and the internet is like really terrible and et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I feel like I've had a lot of mixed feelings about it, even though I know that like my gut reaction is to like protect him because he was forced to come out, which is like always bad. But I'm also like, we've talked a lot about how celebrities and people with that kind of standing because Heartstopper is like one of the biggest shows on Netflix right now, if not the biggest, because Netflix kind of sucks right now, that there's like a an inherent responsibility to be a type of role model as as like a performer at that level. But I'm also like, 
he's 18 and like he doesn't owe anything to anybody and it's not like he's in (laughs) harry potter (laughs) or like something at like a massive global level and it's something i've really been battling with mentally over the last week or so that's it (laughs) i'm falling asleep (laughs) i just don't care (laughs) yeah i i also like shut up i just i don't know why it matters (laughs) yeah exactly But that has been a huge topic on social media over the last week. And if you have any thoughts or opinions that are not just, we should protect everybody because that's a given. I would love to hear it. Okay. So the last, I think, well, no, 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 no. I have something to say. Oh yeah. Bring it up. (laughs) Number one. I think every day it gets clearer that I am the only person who should be allowed to decide whether people can play queer characters. <laughs> ah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because I'm the only person who does it right. In what way? In that I think that, I don't know. I just, <laughs> I feel like, <laughs> I feel like I and no one else, maybe you a little bit, I'll allow it for you just like knows whether someone can play the role yes like margot robbie and bombshell shouldn't have done it i love margot robbie shouldn't have done it now margot robbie were she to play a lesbian for real and not like a weird like lesbian can like maybe bisexual like confused character sure yes that that i would be okay with Kit Connor, don't know who he is. Even if he was straight, I would say, yeah, you can play that role. Yeah, like it's not it's not the be all end all. It's kind of how I felt about Harry Styles cast as Tom in in my policeman, even though I think he's poor casting for the role. <laughs> I was like, yeah, sure, that's fine. Yeah, he's allowed. Yeah. Or even when we went to go see Carol, I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, like that's allowed. <laughs> also, I will say. No one complains about Carol having two straight actors. No one. You know what movie is a lesbian movie and does have two queer actors? Hmm. Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Wait. Oh, my God. They're both queer. I knew Adele was, obviously, but. I'm pretty sure Noemi is because she only plays queer characters. And so does Darren Chris. Um, (laughs) Does it. (laughs) Sorry, you bringing that up about Carol that nobody cares that Carol is played by two straight actors. I was like, well, I guess there was there. We have Sarah Paulson as the side character. And then I guess we did have Carrie Brownstein until she got cut out of the movie. <laughs> how dare you bring that up? <laughs> how, how dare you bring that up? Uh, but yeah, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. I think that you, I, whenever I'm curious about it, I do always come to you and I'm like, what do you, who, do you think this is okay? Yeah, exactly. And basically, like, what I'm saying is that everyone, when they're making a movie that has a queer character, should just email me and be like, hey, do you think this actor is okay for this role? And I'll be like, yeah. Or I'll be like, no. Or I'll be like, think about it more. We always have said that we wanted to be, like, the no men of, like, 
<laughs> give us your ideas and we'll tell you if you should do it or not. <laughs> exactly. This is actually a really great transition into the last piece of news. And this is a piece of news that I did not know about until I was looking this up. Um, so please tell me if you know about this. Do you know anything about the movie The Young King? No. Okay. I'm just going to read this like little blurb about it. This is um, an article from them. Queer actors, Kersey Clemens and Barbie Ferreira. Is that? Oh. Oh. <laughs> I have heard about this. They're playing drag kings. Yeah. Um, so they're going to be sharing the screen in an upcoming drag king comedy movie called The Young King, set in the 90s drag king scene of Las Vegas. The film marks the directorial debut of Laren Sullivan, whose work has been featured at Outfest. Clemens will star as Jules, an aspiring drag king who heads to Las Vegas to reconnect with her estranged father, played by Michael Shannon. Ooh, love him. And perform in He's America's- allowed to play gay characters, by the way. Oh, interesting. To reconnect with him and to perform in America's biggest drag king scene, a legendary gambler, Mick, isn't too thrilled to see his daughter presenting as masculine and chasing after no-nonsense dancer Ronnie, played by Barbie. The movie will also feature original music from Justin Tranter, who's worked with pop icons like Britney Spears and Lady Gaga and will serve as the music Uh, the executive music producer on the movie. There's a quote that says, we are delighted to present Laren's fresh twist on a classic Vegas story by shining a light on the drag king scene, which has rarely, if ever, been explored on the big screen, said Mr. Smith Entertainment CEO David Garrett. Led by the stellar cast, this is an incredibly emotional father-daughter story that will resonate with buyers and with audiences. I cannot find any other information about this movie other than that. But do you have any thoughts? I'm so excited. Interesting. I think it's going to be awesome. Kiersey Clemens has one of my favorite queer love stories in Hollywood. She fell in love with her stunt double. On what? And, uh, on something. I don't know. Mm. And On Rent Live. <laughs> Yep. Listen, if they had stunt doubles, we would have gotten to actually see it. They what like a niche they... joke. <laughs> Any rent live fans in the house? Um, so she's she and her stunt double are like, I think they might be like engaged. So I love her. I don't think she's like the best actor ever, but I I love her. I love drag kings getting representation. I mm-hmm. love Barbie Ferreira. I think she's allowed to play a queer character. I think so too. Yeah, I'm glad we're on the same page there. <laughs> the movie can proceed. And yeah, I just think it's going to be really good and really, it sounds like it's going to be like really fun, but also emotional. I'm just excited. I I want to see it. So far, it seems that they're the only three people that have been cast in the movie. I just looked up the director and I definitely have not seen other things that they've done. However, they directed The Young King in 2021. Oh, maybe it's a short that's getting turned into a long. Yeah, it's a six-minute short starring one person named Francis Orr. And the IMDb bio says, a drag king gets ready to meet daddy. <laughs> Which honestly sounds like the Netflix description of the, of the new movie. Yeah. But it has an 8.2 out of 10 rating on IMDb. I don't, wow. know, how, I don't know how reliable those ratings are, but okay. 
like sounds good. I'm curious as to what your thought is because I feel like if if the same movie was coming out with drag queens and it was played by two actors who are not drag queens, I would feel weird about it. So how do you feel about two queer actors playing drag kings? I'm not sure Barbie Ferreira is playing a drag king from that description. Because you said like Kiersey falls or is like pursuing a like no nonsense dancer. Oh, so just, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. And it's called the young king, not young kings. Well, stand corrected. I think representation of drag kings is so like zero like we never see a drag king on screen Mm -hmm. i think it's okay that kirstie clemens is not a drag king with that opinion i think i completely agree and it feels to me like the kind of movie where like maybe they'll cast like murray hill as like a side character you know i would love that i love murray hill me too i say that knowing that murray hill is the only drag king that I can name off the top of my head, but Mary Hill is also just amazing. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, and we've said before that like, we would love like a, like a, like a Murray Hills drag race with just yeah, all with drag, drag kings. kings. Yeah. Mm. It would be so good. I, but you're right in, I don't think I've ever, no, I wouldn't say I've never seen a drag king on screen before. But definitely not in this kind of way where the drag king is the is the story. Yeah. Uh, I mean, speaking of Murray Hill, in Somebody Somewhere, the Bridget Everett show, um, Murray Hill is like oh, a yeah. recurring character. I mean, I've only seen two episodes, but Murray Hill is like a recurring character in that show. But also, like, that's not fair because Murray Hill and Bridget Everett are like best friends. Yeah, they're both so just like, pub favorites. Yeah, it's like, of course, Murray Hill is going to be in the Bridget Everett show. I can't wait to see it whenever yeah, it comes me too. out. Did you know that about once, I'd say a week, somebody hits me up on social media asking for the Leah Michelle oh, Lord. can't read video? I thought we weren't going to talk about it. <laughs> We're not. But you know what? They can all find us on social media at one more thing. <laughs> a, because I was taken. And you can give us your thoughts on episodes. If we moved you, message us. If you want to see behind the scenes content and sneak peeks at future episodes, or you want to see our faces behind these voices. Yeah, we're hot. Go ahead and follow us. Give us a shout out. Share the episode. Yeah, if you would post like. about us. Yeah, if you're really feeling this episode, share it. Tell get your little fingers on your little keyboard and type. <laughs> I love one more thing. And we will see you online. Yeah, we will. Okay, the one thing is that I I couldn't I couldn't come up with a game. Oh right, we have to have a game. We can't not have a game for our finale. I guess. Oh, can... I have a game. Okay, it's related to the episode. Let's each throw out an actor, and then we decide whether they can play a queer character. That was literally what I was thinking. Okay, perfect. Um, great. And they have to be straight. No. Okay. <laughs> Good twist. <laughs> yeah, they can be anyone. George Clooney. No. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. 
Julia Roberts. Just going through the cast. Of- <laughs> the cast of Ticket to Paradise. <laughs> um, Julia Roberts. <sighs> I think no. I think no, but I also think that she wouldn't. Yes, she did, I she absolutely did the normal agree. heart as the, yeah. I mean, as the ableist character. But like, well, yeah. Yeah, I don't think she would. Okay, so speaking of the normal heart, Ellen Barkin. I'm going to say yes. I was going to say yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I would want to see that actually. Yeah. Can you imagine like a lesbian romance movie with her and Charlotte Rampling? <laughs> oh my God. <gasps> Although Charlotte Rampling can't play a queer character. No, that would, that would be weird. Yeah. Hmm. So Ellen Barkin and well, Holland Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like. I feel like I'm on Billy on the street when Billy's like, name a woman for a dollar. And, and they're like, ah. America Ferreira. I'm going to say no. No. Yeah. <laughs> Even though she like maybe did. I don't think she has. I'm trying to remember if her character in the WeWork show was gay or not. I want to say she was, but I really, I, I honestly can't remember. And um, like, I would love to see it, but she can't. I feel like if she ever did, it would be one of those things that's like in passing and never a part of like the, the actual thing. Yeah. Y- yeah. Like it would be her being like me, I'm gay. And like, and, and then that would be it. Yeah. Zoe Kravitz. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taraji P. Henson. Ooh, that's a really good one. Um, Wait, who's she playing in The Color Purple? Uh, Shug. Okay. <laughs> and she also was queer on Empire. She was? Yeah, with Marissa Tomei. Oh, yes. Okay, yeah. I, and I think yes. What's weird is that I think no, but it's already happening. So I feel like, I have to say yes. Hmm. But I think that's only because I've never seen Taraji play anything other than what I've seen Taraji play. Yes, I agree with that. So I, and I say that knowing that I have not seen Taraji's entire filmography. Right. Um, Like I haven't seen The Curious Incident of Benjamin Button. Um, you haven't? No. Great movie. Really? Yeah, I liked it. Um, I'm thinking of people and then just immediately I'm like, no. Yeah, um, me too. Like I was like Justin Timberlake. No, no. What about Amanda Seyfried? Ooh. Oh wait, she kind of did right in Chloe. Oh yeah. Well, I guess it's not clear if that character that does, is a yeah. lesbian or not. It's not even clear if that character is like queer anyway. Yeah, or just, just like evil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so so, so I think, yeah, Amanda Seyfried. I think yes. I, I, for some reason, I'm feeling no. Interesting. Okay. Or I don't know if that's a no, she can't, or a no, I wouldn't buy it. Hmm. I guess maybe it's one of those situations where we would have to know the character. Yes. Verdict is out on Amanda Seyfried. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was going to say Rachel McAdams and then remember disappointments. <gasps> <laughs> Answer hard yes. <laughs> Um, what about, what about Julianne Moore? No. Well, I guess. Well, she, yeah, she did, did, but no. 
Yeah. I guess outside of that, she shouldn't. Yeah. What about, I'm trying to think of guys. Daniel Radcliffe. Well, he did. He did, but should he? I think yes. Yeah, like, I don't think he, I don't think he should sit down and be like, where are the gay roles? I want them. Right. But I think that if one happened upon him, I'd be okay with that. Me too. I think that Rupert Grant should not. Agreed. (laughs) Nor should Emma Watson. Ooh, yeah, she shouldn't. I feel like for, and I love her, but I feel like for some reason it would be like sensationalized in a way that. I wouldn't want it to be. Yeah. What about Emma Stone? Yeah. I'll say yeah, because you said yeah. Yeah, it's a, it was a surprising choice to me, but I, I think yes. <laughs> Listeners, know that we were thinking about this with all seriousness. <laughs> <laughs> As if any of these movies would or will happen. Reese Witherspoon. No. Immediate no. Yeah. I agree. Okay, and my last one is Dolly Parton. Oh, okay. I'm going to say yes. Only I was going to say yes. I think that if she ever did, it would be out of like, I, I feel like it would always be done with the lightest and most joyful. Yes. Air. And like supportive. And it, yeah. And I don't see her ever being like in a movie about a lesbian relationship, but I can see her being in a movie and then being like, oh, he has my wife or whatever. Yeah. That was a terrible. Topic. No, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and, and it, and it, yeah. And if she ever did, you know that it would be like Lily Tomlin. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. It wouldn't be somebody random. Yeah. Um, and honestly, Dolly Parton kept me COVID safe so she can do whatever fuck she wants. (laughs) True. If you can think of anybody that should or should not play gay characters in movies just out of gut reaction. (laughs) Yeah. Let us know. know. And also ask us on Twitter and we'll respond. Absolutely. Know that they'll be coming from Jay, but they will be meant for both (laughs) of us. (laughs) I'll send them to Robert and we'll discuss. Yeah, especially if there are any good ones. Like, I'm actually very curious about this. I feel like we've been talking about this topic since episode one, season one. Yeah. Um, And I think you're right that there is a right and wrong answer. Yeah, and we know the right answer. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, thank you for joining us for our finale of season five. Go ahead and follow us on One More Thing on all of our social platforms for any updates. You can go ahead and follow Jay at hey junt and your movie review page at j reviews yeah <laughs> you can follow me at robert e ack on everything tbd twitter <laughs> yeah we'll see Ugh. yeah you're gonna have to start a, a review instagram <laughs> i know oh i'm so pissed like just l- let it last till the end of the year because my goal was to review things for a year oh that's sweet I I really think that he's not going to own it for too long. I think yeah. some I think it's going to become not profitable and then he'll drop it. But anyway, <laughs> I guess everybody have a nice Thanksgiving if you live in the US and <laughs> celebrate and um have a great rest rest of your week. And we'll talk if you're a Patreon, we'll talk to you very soon. Yes, if you're not, you better become one. 
patreon.com slash one more thing yeah uh and we will see you in another two years oh and thank you to david, david. shout out to david uh for honestly sticking with us through all of production of season five and helping us make this happen. Thank you to Abby Davis for the cover art. And um, thank you to Jay for editing literally everything you've ever listened to. (laughs) If you're finishing this episode right now and all of the guests that joined us for season five. And so I guess until Patreon content, see you later, everybody. Bye. Bye. One more thing is produced by us, Jay and Robert and also David Zimmerman. Thank you to Abby Davis for the artwork and Gotham Podcast Studios for housing our full season five. Yeah. Um, thank you, of course, of course, to our patrons over at patreon.com slash one more thing, where you can be a $1 patron or a $5 patron. $1 gets you a bonus episode every month. $5 gets you a bonus video every month. You can also PayPal us a one-time donation at number one more thing podcast at gmail.com. You can subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts and give us a little rate and review while you're at it. And you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at one more thing with an A because I indeed was taken. That's it. Bye. Bye.